Everybody and welcome to Table Stories Dying Order, featuring me and some other people. This time we have all the boys, all the boys crew. I was I almost changed the name of this to the boys, um, and then a TV show came out at the same time as I was about to do it. Oh darn! And everything went wrong. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. Um, I am here. I won't say I'm your host. Um, I think probably out of all of us, best host should be Pocket today, um, because as far as I'm as far as I'm aware, she's feeling ten out of ten, and it's her birthday. Happy birthday! Welcome. <gasps> oh, I was I celebrated it yesterday. You get to celebrate um, it today as well. Wait, much? Go get so. yourself a drink. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm not drinking. <laughs> Uh, everyone say happy birthday to Pocket, um, in the chat. Welcome to, uh, welcome to Katie Peters Plays. Back once again. Hello. You're playing a Viking Lord? A Viking Warrior, yes. Viking Warrior. Very mm -hmm. good. Um, PB's back. Hello. You're playing... What did you put on the... Okay, damn my folk. Sorcerer is what I'm playing. Oh, I don't. I wasn't gonna ask for serious. I thought, I thought you were just gonna say like an old lady. Oh yeah, um, I'm playing an old woman. Yeah, and uh, we've also got lady. we've also got whatever happens to cousin it when he gets old. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us, uh, this be Eric's first time on uh, on Table Story, and I think is it your first time playing any D and D tabletop ever. It's my second. It's my second. All oh, right. Yeah. Well, then I guess that's that's that. Uh, I thought I was special. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happy about that because you're you've been playing D and D for years, hundreds oh, well, by the looks of it. Well, I mean, uh, not not for years. Yeah? Not for years. No, just maybe a couple of months. Pro. <laughs> pro. Absolute pro. <laughs> um, looking great. By Thank the you. way. Thank you very much. No idea what your expressions are. <laughs> yeah, it's a little hard to express with the beard. And if anyone was wondering, yes, that is exactly what I'm going to look like in about three years. <laughs> <laughs> Only three years time. Uh, probably. Um, yes, brand new show. Dying Order. The uh, We're playing some D&D. &D. We're doing 5e, but it is a homebrew thing. <clears throat> I'm going to be doing that a lot, by the way, because my throat's kind of sore. Um, it was my birthday yesterday and I drank too much. <laughs> so I'm going to be <clears throat> doing this a lot. Um, we're doing uh, a 5e homebrew campaign. It's set in my own personal world inside my mind. 
um, and I'm going to let these charming young men into the twisted, strange landscapes that I created. Um, the setting is called Lacrin. I have used this campaign setting before, two times. So those of you that are old school um, and have been here for a couple of years will know that I've used um, Lacrin as a campaign setting um, for two campaigns, Dustvale and Darkfire here on Table Story. But um, each campaign is set a thousand years apart. So they, they have no... They, this isn't like a sequel or anything. There's no real crossover other than things like locations or like ageless beings that can be found hidden under the, the world's crust. Um, pretty much everything in this should be original content. Um, so don't feel like you need to go and watch like previous campaigns or anything like that. If you see people freaking out about stuff, they're like, oh, it's that thing from the other thing. It won't mean anything other than like an Easter egg. So don't worry too much. Um, are you guys ready? Should we just jump into it? Who wants to just, do you want to jump in? Yes, I'm yes. ready. Yes. Yeah. I feel like. It's probably best to just jump in. Just get going and see where we end up. Um, just a little setup though. The Crin, the world that this is set in, is a pretty standard like fantasy world. I'm a big Final Fantasy fan, so there's like a lot of elements that are just straight up stolen from that, like clouds in it. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> this. Um, this setting is uh, is is a little further in time than the other the other Lacrin settings that I've used before, um, and as it's such, yeah, it's it's all the way up there. Um, as such, there's like these technological advancements. So there are things like revolvers and rifles that exist. There are trains that exist in a very similar but totally non-similar for copyright reasons way that they do in in the Eberron setting of D and D, um, in that they're kind of floating monorail type things that are powered by by magic um there are airships which i kept secret from pb until the thing before because she was like is there airships because in the future right i was like no um but there are however they're like really difficult to run they're insanely expensive and they also harness this controlled magical element known as arcanai um so they're in it but they're rare because a lot of people were like they're going to get their own airship. Probably not. <laughs> Arcanai is a term that you're going to hear throughout this campaign that I just want to explain a little bit at the beginning um, because it's like a, a thing that's in this, but it doesn't exist anywhere else. Arcanai is essentially Magitech. Um, it's the combination of some sort of technology um, and magic. Nothing like... it. it it's not like specifically, you know, like weapons or anything like that the the airships count as arcanai um the engines that run them count as arcanai but you could also technically like create magic bullets and put them in a gun and that would be arcanai as well um essentially anything that you might have seen in any mmos or other games or final fantasy 6 or something like that magitech arcanai is essentially what it is um it's also completely illegal in uh in lacrin in the in the entire world about 500 years before the beginning of this campaign, there was this massive Arcanai that was developed by the world's leading continent, Thelmesia, and something went wrong, and it destroyed the entire continent, and what wasn't reduced to dust is now just underwater at the bottom of the ocean. Um, and after that, they deemed Arcanai way too powerful, 
They outlawed it. They were scared it was just going to blow up the entire planet. Um, so bear that in mind for the campaign in general. And this whole campaign takes place just a few moments after a particular individual went ahead and broke that cardinal rule and created an Arcanine weapon. And it set in motion all of the events that this campaign is. That's what Table Stories Dying Order is, basically. Is everyone ready? Shall we yes. play the game? Yes. Let's. Yes, let's, do it. Let's just jump into let's. it. I'm not going to give you any any more uh, info than that. I think we'll just explore the world as we go. Um, Table Story has uh, a Discord channel where there's lots of people that come together as a community and talk about things and also generally I'll go in there and answer questions as well so if you do have questions about the campaign or anything like that you can head over to the table story discord um you can also find all these people on their own individual streams everyone here is a twitch streamer um their twitch names are the names that are above their heads and there's also links in the twitch chat and in the youtube vod um if you want to go and see these people on their streams go and find them and question them about their characters like what happened to cousin it that made him so frightened that his hair turned white. Let's start the campaign with <laughs> one of our characters and one of our characters alone. Aura Oakfell. You are in Alexandria which is a primarily sort of human continent um, in, uh, in Lacrin. Um, after Thalmesia was destroyed, the, um, the, a lot of people moved over to, to Alexandria. So there's a, there's, a, there's a decent amount of different people, and it's a very large and flourishing continent. There are several continents that are um still kind of in the dark ages um and there are several that are quite advanced they have things like um trains and airships and things like that the central main cities in alexandria are one of the most advanced in the world that being said you are in a cottage in on the edge of the forest in a little town called uh bame which is uh, towards the north of the uh, of the continent. Um, I would say that we you you're probably waking up today. Um, this is the 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 morning. It's dawn. I, I I assume as a ranger you wake up at the crack of dawn. Is that would that be correct, or do you wake up? You roll out of bed at like one. I wake up like just right before the sun comes up. Yeah. I imagine that to be true. And I think you're probably waking up from um, a dream that you can't remember. But it's that same dream that you remember and don't remember over and over again. Um, and it leaves you with a very strange um, sensation. I think the feeling today is even more prominent than um than some other days um there's something a little off about about how you feel when you wake up today 
Um, what do we see in your character when you when you wake up? Who, what do you look like? What do, what does your cottage look like? Your home, your room. The room's pretty small. It's the room I grew up in. It has a bed, and it's piled with five or six blankets, which is an excessive amount. But she loves blankets. And she has a little birdcage in the corner of the room with the door open. But there's nothing inside right now. She's got a big squishy chair in the corner and a bookshelf just full of books. What are, what are the books about? There's books about everything from magic to the history of Alexandria to survivalist skills and some stories in between. Um, it's it's the middle of summer, so it will probably seem strange to you that there's a rattling of a window, like it's extremely windy out when you first wake up. Um, every day so far has been pretty, uh, pretty, pretty hot, pretty calm, pretty clear. Um... And as a ranger, I think your senses would be a little uh, a little out of whack when you realize that the, the wind is blowing really strong. Like, like, you know when your windows are rattling in your home with like double glazing? Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, it's windy outside. It's doing that kind of thing, I think. Um, how do you think you'd react? I'd go... To the window to look out to see what might cause it. See if it's just stormy out or just a windy day. What what is what do you see? Can you see the village? Because you live on kind of the outskirts. The cottage is down a very long dirt road, so I can't see the village, but I can see the forest. Like we're right on the edge of the forest, and there's like an open field right next to the house. Um. You can see that the 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 wind is like blowing the trees are, are kind of bending at a, an odd angle. Um you can hear like the the rattle of one of maybe the window shutters ding 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 starting to hit the edge of the uh the the window frame. The sky is really bright though. Like extra bright. Like a bright blue. Like a bright white. Okay. Like it's like okay. it's insanely sunny for dawn. I'm gonna go to my wardrobe and grab like I have a thick long green cloak that I wear. I'm gonna grab that and I'm gonna grab there's a sword leaning in the corner. I'm just gonna pick that up and I'm gonna sheath it and then I'm going to run outside. Alright. You wanna run outside? Okay. You run outside. You go running outside. As soon as you hit the uh, open the door, it kind of bangs and, and closes in on you, and you run out into what feels a little like a twister. Um, again, the 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 sky is extremely bright. Like you probably have to shield your eyes a little bit. It's kind of painful to a degree. The wind is unbelievably strong, but you you're still you don't get blown away or anything like that. Um, you can see that the trees are bending at a strange angle. You're definitely struggling to stand a little bit. There's a barrel that like rolls past you and just boom, 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 launches off away from you. Probably belongs to you and is gone. Um, mm-hmm. You um, 
you have a little robin, right? Yeah. A little bird. He's like mm -hmm. out with you. But like you can see that he's like struggling to stabilize in the in the wind. Um, and he's kind of just fluttering around nearby. The shut window, which is ding 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 ding, begins to um to speed up. And the sky above you suddenly splits in two. And it reveals this kind of starry night sky for a moment, like a scar across the sky. And that's when the wind does lift you up. You start to float upwards um, in it, and it lifts you upwards, not in a quick motion like you're, you're lifted off your feet and you fall kind of thing. Like you kind of lift upwards, but it does feel kind of odd. And the wind does bring your legs up first and you start to go sort of upside down a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. What would you like to do? I'm going to grab... My Robin's name is Buns. Mm -hmm. I'm going to grab Buns. Reaching out, grabbing him? Uh-huh. And I'm going to tuck him close to to my... And I'm just going to tuck myself up in like a tight little ball. Right. So you're just giving yourself in. So you go upwards then, I think. As you grab onto, onto Buns, you hold him in. You kind of curl into a little bit of a ball and you start to spin and spiral upwards a little bit. The wind lifting you... Um, you float upwards and it, it, it starts to get a little fast, a little faster, a little faster and you start to spin up, um, upside down a little bit. You see the forest of uh, Bame kind of spreading out northwards. You can see the village. You can even see a little figure running up that path towards your house, but it's too late. You're being lifted upwards, turning over and over again. Um, you catch a glimpse of somebody above you. A sort of winged tiefling is coming downwards towards you. Um, completely naked. Wings, these feathered wings, um, spreading out. Huge. They're like twice the size of her body. Um, and she's kind of like just completely stable, moving towards you um, as you're spinning upwards towards her. As you catch the sight of her and maybe try and stabilize um, you can see that she materializes like a bow into one of her hands and then she knocks a sort of an arrow and as she does that you see the bow ignite her body immolates a little bit the, there's some flame coming off of her skin um, and she she sees she seems to sort of knock a divine sort of arrow of light and aim it towards you as you're spinning upwards towards her what would you like to do can I tell if she's sinister <laughs> you can give me an insight check if you want to try okay. and try and do that first roll of the campaign ever <laughs> okay bus 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 <laughs> bus is in the chat 13 um i think i think weirdly enough a 13 isn't usually too bad by the way for trying to to gather information on someone but you're spinning upside down and this is a very strange situation and this thing is like a serif tiefling so i don't know if you can tell from how she is like what her expression is is uh on her face or how her body language gives away other than the fact that she is definitely knocking an arrow and she fires it at you and three arrows split off of the single arrow and they all come firing towards you i'm gonna let go of buns like i'm just gonna let him go so yep. he can fly away he and flies, then yeah. I'm going to take my... I'm going to attempt to take my sword out to try to deflect if they're going to come towards me. Sure. What is your AC? I'm going to roll my first dice. Um, 
Uh, 17. 17. So two of these arrows fly, yeah, fly straight towards, uh, straight towards you. Um, you bring your your sword out, and your your sword is pretty big, right? It's like a giant great sword. Yeah, it's a great sword. And it's awesome looking, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's a sword that her father gave her, and it's engraved with a tree, and it's got like Celtic knot, kind of weaving on the sword and the engraving and then the handle is the trunk of the tree with the roots kind of forming like a a ball at the end and it's just it's a special it's a special sword um and it it, it i think you can use this as a defensive measure it's so big as you're bringing it up you can you can shield yourself with it partially two of the arrows hit the sword um the third one launches flying past you and um, you continue to to um, head upwards. The the wind below you picks up and it quickens, lifting you very quickly towards this figure. Um, she is j- just kind of in place now. Um, you see that her bow dematerializes, um, and she just waits for you as you are flying up towards her. Is there anything you want to do as you head directly at her? Can I try to stabilize to see if I can get some control of my body? Yeah, you kind of have. I, I feel like okay. you're you're kind of in that position. I'm giving you that for free. I'm going to just get to her and I'm not going to do anything aggressive. I just want to see what she wants. Sure. Okay. Um, a little side swipe here. There is a little fellow <laughs> running along the um, path. Um, a few moments ago, he witnessed you run out and then suddenly start flying upwards. Um, he has a very confused look on his face. He's a gnome. Um, and, uh, he sees you flying upwards towards this, this column of light, basically. He doesn't see anybody up there, but he sees you go sword out into a column of light and then completely vanish he also sees buns fly directly upwards fast as his wings can take him as this column of light closes um and then that's all he sees the the wind dies down immediately and kind of slack jawed looking up above this thing above where your cottage is he just says to himself what the heck was that and that is where we sideswipe again. Our next character on the continent of Yoskorin, which is the Gnomish continent. Um, Pumpkinberry, aka, um, aka Suuna. Close enough. <laughs> um, Today is the day, and I think your dreams were filled with strange imagery as well, probably things like hourglasses, um, the imagery of the pearl, and I think as soon as you wake up, you sense that the pearl is calling out to you even, um, very quickly. You awaken in your own sort of forested um, home, cottage. Um, What does it look like? 
where you are and what do you look like? What does your character look like? Well, I am slightly tall, thin, a little bit frail. Um, I'm elderly. I'm about 52 years old, 62 years old, looks like. Uh, long gray hair. Um, and my hermitage is this beautiful cottage on the mountainside. Um, I have a nice little chimney. There's smoke rising. I live in the woods, not far from a town, maybe about a 45 minute walk. I will often trek there. And today I woke up knowing it was the day. My things were already packed. Mm -hmm. So I uh, pick up my, my bag and I walk to the door. I grab my walking stick. I turn around and look behind me at my cottage for the last time. I hope it's not the last time, but it probably will be. And I, uh, I close the door and I start on my way. Um, towards the pearl. You're going to the pearl. That's so. Right. There's an there's an odd thing happening. Um, Mount Venlan, where the pearl is, there's a. It's not noticeable, but since you're heading there and you're heading directly towards it and your eyesight is on it, you can see that there is an an almost column of light heading up out of Mount Venlan. It's more of a, a distortion of light. Um, that it, in, in the sense that it's not like a big MMO column, this is where you need to go, like waypoint thing. It's just like an, an oddness in the, in the shading of the, uh, or the vibrance of the light in, in what looks like a, a sort of jagged column heading up out of the top of the mountain. Um, and as you begin sort of maneuvering through the weird sort of swampy forest that's here it's like a sort of a rainforesty temperate forest um there's probably like mangroves and things because you're relatively close to the water and you start to move further inland um you start heading up the mountain towards the path that you know to lead you towards the pearl but something's very wrong the path leads in the wrong direction and this is the area that you know takes you to the pearl there is no path that goes to the left today instead of going to the right it goes to the left. Um, well, it's entirely odd. gone. The area where you would normally walk up is just sheer rock face. The whole thing has changed. Rude. What do you do? I stand there for a moment, surprised that the path isn't the way I expected it to be. Scoff a bit. And then I guess I move to the right. So you or start, the left, right? Yeah, you take the yeah. other way. Um, yes. The new path, the provided path. Um, so yeah, you start moving along. Um, roll me a perception check, please. PB's first roll. It's going to be a one. Nice. 21. Uh, good roll for you, PB. Unbelievably good. <laughs> <laughs> you can see... Um, uh, moving along this path in uh, in front of you on the ground, dead center of the path, facing upwards, um, is a card. Oh, what card might that be? 
picking it up, you can Hello, see... little friend. Um, you can see that this is a tarot card. Um, and <gasps> upon the card, you see a tower. I knew it. Well, that's not surprising. Um, turning back towards Mount Venlan, you can see that it has, in fact, transformed from a mountain into a giant twisting tower. The distortion of light um, reveals, in fact, a huge, gigantic tower that um, that appears to just eat, end beyond the clouds um, above you. Um, the lower area does still remain kind of like a natural formation of rock almost. Um, it's sort of crumbling, um, but cylindrical. And towards the top, it shifts into what might be like marble, white stone, something like that, with, with gold that you can see glinting the sort of morning light off of the uh, off of the the gold sort of trim to it, and it starts to, to to stop being like a crumbling natural formation and looks more like a well-made tower, man-made thing. Um, but again, it just it goes endlessly up. It thins to a point that's um, that's lost in the clouds above you. Um, there's a door directly ahead of you, perfectly open. Inside, there are a set of stairs that are pearlescent in color that twist upwards inside the tower. Well, that's enough of that. I say to my stomach, which is flipping around over itself. And I go through the door. All right. And I tuck the tower into my pocket. Yeah. You, uh, you begin to climb. Um, two footsteps and then a clump of a stick, a walking stick, I assume. Tip-tap, clump, tip-tap, clump. Up these stairs. Um, up and up and up. And that is where we once again sideswipe to our next character, who is also old. An old man. Um, young Bo-Bobo, who is apparently not properly on the screen. Good job, Brandon. And, um... You are, uh, you are in Alexandria as well, the primarily human continent of Alexandria. You are also in, um, uh, you are in the capital city, Bologna. Um, and we probably see you very early in the day walking along the market street. Um, lots of people in the market street with lots of pockets. And, um, <laughs> there's an enormous marketplace that runs along the edge of the theater district. Um, there's a canal along, um, that sort of splits the two districts between like a, a the marketing area and the theater district. There's a big train station, um, where the, the Arcanai rail trains come in. Um, there's only like two or three of them that will be able to sit there. It's it's big in terms of, of then, but compared to nowadays, it would be small, but it's a large structure um, nonetheless. One of the trains does go over this market district and you're probably walking underneath the bridge. Heading towards the, uh, the canal, there's a little cobblestone bridge, a smaller bridge that leads into the theater district. 
Um, what do we see uh, in your character? Who do we see walking down the street? What do you look like? I'm probably still haggard from last night. I had too much to drink. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably stumbling and tripping over my shoes myself. Uh, it's busy, as busy as it can be, even this time of day. Mm. It is I don't definitely see anyone familiar. It's oh, extremely busy. I saw her last night. Look away. <laughs> I've got nothing to do with you. There are uh, there are a couple of noblemen walking towards you. Um, they what? aren't knights. They do have like little short swords on them, um, but you, they're wearing very fine clothes, um, pompous looking, heads up high, Ooh. not really looking at anyone else as they walk down the street, kind of laughing the morning away. Um, it's very likely they they have a coin pouch worth your time looped into a belt on one of them. Hmm. I could take it. You want to no try and pickpocket them? Why not? Let's yeah. do it. All right. Well, uh, if you could roll me under your skills a sleight of hand check. You got it. Damn. A 22. Um, I think you... Um, you start to head towards the bridge. You can see them walking over the bridge. You think, oh, I can get them on the bridge. It's quite um, it's quite busy. There's enough people walking up and down from the theater district to the market district. Um, as you step onto the bridge, something kind of weird happens. A, a huge flock of seagulls suddenly <gasps> take flight, squawking from underneath <gasps> the bridge. Um, using that as an advantage, you jump. Oh! Hold a hand to your chest and bump a little bit into one of the noblemen. He kind of, um, he, he kind of looks at you disgusted. He looks down at you. Um, he's kind of horrified that you would dare to come near him and definitely disgusted that you would touch him. He just, you disgusting peasant, stay away from me, please. It's just a flock of seagulls, disgusting. Do anything? Nope. All right. I'm too fabulous. <laughs> um, roll me a d50. Now, to do this, type in the um, the roll 20 box underneath where your, your 22 is. Forward slash R space 1d50. And this is how much gold you swiped. 41. Nice roll. So you can add 41 gold to your inventory. There's a little area where you can put gold in the little uh, things on the inventory. And if you can't work it out, we'll do it later on. Don't worry. Um... You, you swipe a gold pouch off of them. 41 gold in there. And um, you've. this is a great day. This is an excellent start to the day. Um, the nobleman kind of like shoves you a little bit away from him. But both of them kind of look at you and watch you a little like kind of disgusted. Um, Peter's going to hate. And they, they kind of start to move away from you. When the bridge rumbles a little bit. Underneath you, there's a little shake um, as you stand in the middle of the uh, the bridge here. Something right odd starts right to happen. Quick. There's a moment where the bridge suddenly splits and ah. begins to break underneath you. There's two or three people that scream out, cry out, and run away from you. The noblemen are pushed backwards and they fall onto their asses. Just bang. Um, they're, they're kind of like looking wide-eyed over it, um, at you. You, um, what? what do you want to do? The bridge is collapsing underneath you. Um, run! I ain't sticking around for this. You start to run. Uh, give me a dexterity saving throw, which is the, uh, the button next to the skills. 
think I don't know if you get a yeah uh what is that one that is a 13 um Ooh. it's good enough to jump over the, the the cracking kind of cobblestone bridge you can see the rocks falling from um underneath it and they're hitting the water with like big splashes um the gods. there's this split that runs straight across the center of the bridge and then the whole thing starts to fall in on itself under its own weight as the as the rocks fall um around you you jump to one side when suddenly this column of water raises up from all around the side of the bridge it pushes a lot of the bricks and the uh, and the broken bits of cobblestone upwards into the air and they rain down around you and uh, you uh, you can see that the water is is like bubbling like it's boiling it's like frothing um, as the as the foam comes to and the spray comes down to land on your arms you can feel that it's extremely hot it doesn't like scold you but it's really hot and and um, it's definitely very odd you probably jump off one side and then this column of water pushes the rocks um and the uh, and the cobblestone in front of you and then the bridge entirely falls out from underneath you as you fall into the water you're left sort of tumbling in this surf for a moment the water again is kind of uncomfortably warm um oh. but it's not burning you um what do you want to do you're kind of like lost in the surf here oh i can't swim you can't swim no <laughs> okay i can't uh, swim <laughs> In that case, uh, give me a dexterity save with disadvantage. When it comes up, just oh. click on disadvantage. Uh, that is a nine, which is a fail. Um, oh. The the current oh, no. of the water starts to pull you downwards. Um, oh. The oh, no. the light of the surface is lost as you're pulled into the darkness of the water. Um, this foam, these bricks and things are all falling around you. Um, and you begin to sink and sink and sink. Blah, 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 blah. And then we sideswipe once more to our final character here. Young Ellie. Um, I think probably, um, Ellie, you're not too far away. Um... Though you have a home outside of the capital city of Bologna, you are on a job right now. Um, yeah. You are in the train station nearby where where Bo was. You're inside of the capital city Bologna train station. And I think you're probably laying on a train or something um, some, somewhere kind of oddly out of sight um, yeah. where no one's able to really see you too well. Um, what do we see in your character when we see Ellie? What do you look like? Uh, all black. She's wearing all black leather with some, uh, some red detailing on it. And, uh, you probably don't see much of her. I mean, she'd have a mask on, her hair concealed, uh, maybe her eyes and that's it. Um, but really even then there's like too much shadow around her she's trying to stay concealed uh or i'm and trying to look for someone probably uh when the earthquake or the shake happens yeah i think there's this moment where um you're kind of prepared to to strike um yeah. your mark is heading towards where you are the train that you're on top of is about to leave the station but it's not it's immobile it's still there 
Um, the Syndicate have promised you an enormous amount of money for this guy. His name's Kenneth Schwartz, and he's simply not allowed to leave the city. Um, <laughs> when there is this screaming, this, this thing happens, south of the train station is where the theatre district is, and... Um, there's this rumbling and this explosion, this sound of like strange rushing water, like an enormous fire hydrant went off. Um, what would you do in that situation? I would keep my eyes on the mark. Yeah, there's chaos all of a sudden. He is yeah. running for the train though. The train is like leaving any minute now and he seems to be kind of completely distracted by the fact that um, uh, the train is about to leave. When the chaos erupts, there's a there's a decent amount of chaos going on around the area. Some people kind of like, what's going on? Some people like, ah, freaking out. Um, he looks to be just concentrating on the doors of the train, which you are laying above or sat above or perched Assassin's Creed style above. Um, and he just he beelines for it in the chaos, but it's it's wild. Um, what would you do? Um, I think as he uh, gets the door, I want to slip down and and. And try to execute him. <laughs> All right. Um, how do you slip down? Do you jump on him, like, or do you, do you uh, sneak down? I would down say, like, like you you mentioned Assassin's Creed or something. When you're above and the mark like suddenly is on your target, I just straight up like jump down and stab him in the throat. Absolutely. Yeah. Give me yeah. an attack roll with uh, a dagger. Okay. Or some sort of melee weapon. I don't I think you have, have the hidden blades. Uh. Where exactly do I roll from for my dagger? Um, oh, there it is. Yeah, so it's the center of the, the character sheet. There is um, attacks. The normal roll, casting. right? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, son. <laughs> um, natural 20, first roll. 26. Um, yeah, give me the damage. So to do that, you click on the word dagger in the dice roller um, column on the right. Okay. Oh, how come I didn't get the damage already? Uh, I will. Yeah. Screen it. And show you. Yeah, this is confusing. On, do you have Discord up? Yes. Everyone will need Discord at some point during this. Oh, I definitely have Discord. Episode, yeah. by the way. Uh, oh, click on that one. Oh, okay. Whoa. There you go. Cool. Yeah, you, <laughs> you absolutely kill him. This guy, whatever for whatever reason, he is not trained or anything. He's not armed. He looks kind of like out of shape um how do you want to assassinate you can you whatever your perfect assassination is you can pull off here on a natural 20. i say that like he's bigger than me um but i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty small and lean and uh therefore very agile but uh i'd say i i jump down and my sh my hand like rests on his shoulder as i come down and then i just like slit his throat and then immediately just start walking away yeah, so, you, and then, you, like, just let him fall there with blood gushing out. Yeah, you're already walking away before he's reacting yeah. to dying. Um, as he falls to his knees, his hands come up to his throat. The the blood is like pouring out over his fingers. Most people are confused about the um the water incident, the sort of explosion that happened nearby. The train starts to leave to add to the confusion, and pretty much no one sees this happen. Um, you start to walk away as he falls to his knees and then falls. Um, to the ground, kind of desperately crying out, but can't do anything. His larynx is gone, so he's just kind of choking on his own blood. Um, you start to walk away, and then you start to look around you, and uh, everyone has stopped. Um, and it's extremely unsettling. 
there is a moment where you suddenly realize wait that every the, the screaming has stopped the um just the general sounds have mm-hmm. gone all of the people around you are stopped in motion um the guy is still laying there just frozen in space it's deafeningly quiet to the point where you can sort of hear your own breath and your own breathing because there is no sound at all and then slowly uh, the people around you begin to just fall apart turning to ash it starts to wisp away and then one falls completely into a pile of ash and then another and then another faster and faster around you what would you like to do um i i is there any like noticeable like direction like this is coming from somewhere or is it just like everywhere like there's no end in sight of this happening you appear to be the only person in the world right now that is moving um everyone else is completely stopped and anyone that's alive or anything that's alive is just slowly falling like they fall like ash thanos style just bang hit the ground and then they go up in a plume of ash and it begins to settle one two three and there's loads of people here and they're falling all around you quicker and quicker and quicker i'd say i start running back to the hideout like as fast as i can you know and it's it's probably a good a good trek uh you know, probably a good 10, 15 minute run, but I just start booking it, trying to get back there to see what's going on. Yeah, give me a, uh, give me a dex roll. Just roll dexterity. See how fast you do this. 23. Yeah, you, you go. It's, it's fast. You're quick off your mark and you start to run. You're avoiding these falling people. Um, give me a perception check while you're running too. You start to move through the streets and all of these people are just falling over and just dust um and uh and ash um perception as you're running you maybe duck down an alleyway and you'd notice something odd as you turn um in your periphery you see that the the ash is collecting itself behind you and it's beginning to follow you these weird tendrils coming out reaching towards you and starting to follow you and form into a single wave of ash that's chasing you down the street oh i stop and i turn around and i face it <laughs> all right how do you want to face it I, I i don't try to fight it it's just is it trying to attack me it's like try it looks like it's trying to reach out at you there's like ashy kind of tendrils that are reaching out towards you like vines almost it's fast as well like if you stop for a second it's probably going to get you yeah, I stop. You stop. Yeah. The um, I just turn around and I'm just like, what? What is this? <laughs> it rushes up the uh, the alleyway, the walls, um, both sides, and it begins to surround you. And this kind of column of of ash peers around you, and it starts to reach upwards up the walls. Um, once the the it always looks like it's shifting like sand, um, but you eventually you become completely surrounded by it, and from inside of it this sort of skeletal hand extends itself to you, palm up open. Is there anything in the hand or just just no. the palm? Looks like it wants to shake your hand. Mm. I just shake my head and look at the hand. <laughs> All right. I think um, 
from the perspective of everyone else in the alleyway um, or near the alleyway or in the town, um, time doesn't stop necessarily. Um, all of the people that were turned to ash, everything that happened in that moment are not turned to ash. Um, and we see from outside of the alleyway, you are gone. And the people carry on walking past this alleyway as if nothing had happened. Um, over hmm. the alleyway, over the cobblestone bridge, which is destroyed, over the jungle in, uh, in Yoskorin, and over your home, Aura, in, uh, in fame. It's the dead of summer. The sun is um, shining and it's hot. But it begins to snow. So, all four of you are now in the same location. So you can come back. I think in like a splash of water and in a, I guess like a, from a swirl of dust and ash and in a rush of wind, three of you are brought instantly from your last moment in each of those scenes, sort of coughing and spluttering if you were underwater, um, maybe a little <laughs> discombobulated if you were turning upside down through the air and reaching out towards a strange creature um, or standing defiantly in a column of dust as it encloses on you. Um, you're brought to this very odd, very large room. Um, I'm going to bring you to a sort of battle map with your tokens. Um, you are in this almost indescribably large room in the sense that you can make out that there are walls that are made of like marble or or white stone something like that um you can see that there is like solid gold trim running along everything um and it looks real there are these accents of gold everywhere and it's very bright in here but very well lit from no discernible source necessarily um you're each on a platform of your own they're about 50 feet from each other but the three of you that are currently here i know your tokens there pb but for now the three of you that are here you can see that you all seem to have arrived at like exactly the same moment and you're all standing up or gathering yourselves you can see that there's three or two other people here um the walls seem to be both close and far it's a bit like you're looking in a trick mirror um, above you there's a mirrored version of what's going on on the ground there's a weird maybe sense of vertigo looking up um, the room's kind of again weirdly made it's a bit like one of those MC Escher paintings with the stairs um, the 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 walls look like they're stable but as you concentrate on them it looks like no there's another wall behind that like it's further away um, the same with the layers. You can see that there's a layer below you. Concentrating on it, you can see that maybe there's another set of stairs that head down. Um, there are these steady footsteps. 
that can be heard from one side of this strange divine room. Um, two footsteps and a thud. Two footsteps and a thud. Um, Sauna, you, with staff in one hand, have walked for what felt like probably a day. But exhaustion never hit you. You didn't necessarily get more tired than you were when you first started climbing those stairs. You walked upwards thousands of steps, and eventually your final step brings you onto your own pedestal here in this room, and there are three people that look a little confused, and one of them's soaking wet. Um, one's probably patting herself down with dust coming off of it, and um, you maybe look backwards. You can see there's no endless stairway leading down. You just see steps leading to a platform lower than you, and then there's these odd mirrored platforms and steps that seem to continue endlessly or not, or maybe they do. Um, in front of each of you, you can see a very small pedestal, um, and at the top of it, it curves inwards like a bowl. And at the center of the room, there's a huge platform with this pool of like swirling golden light inside of it, just sort of calmly sitting there. You four can see each other. You can hear each other quite well. There's no sound in here. 1,021. Did I die and go to heaven? I don't think so. Brad, do I recognize either of these two women from my visions? Mm. Let me remind myself of your visions. And is this the white room? I can DM them to you real quick. This is definitely the white room. Okay. Um, I... You've you've seen this place. Okay. Um, uh, you can... No, these are not... Okay. Um, I don't see the other one. There, I just sent it to you. <clears throat> yeah, this, no, none of these people okay. are this woman. Um, but this is for sure the white room. Well, hello. I just... Should this ain't a room full of angels? I think I'm dead. Somebody pinch me. Oh, you're too far away. I, I, well, you can come over here if you'd like. I've been walking all day. You know what? I'll do it. Yeah. You won't, you won't bite me, will you? Uh, no, I'll just pinch you. That's what you asked me to do, oh, right? Oh, of course, of course. Okay, but where would you like me to pinch you? Um, <laughs> my right hand? Sure. If you're heading over towards her, as you turn around and head down the steps to the next platform below, um, it brings you down back onto your same platform. Oh! Oh! Well, this is some weird stuff! <laughs> of course. Guess we ain't going anywhere. I guess not. Well, I'm excited to uh, save the world with you all. Is that what's going on? Yes. Where even is this place? Uh, it's a great tower is all I know. I'm Tsuna. I'm Bo. Bo it's nice to meet you, Bo. I look nice over to, to the tiefling. And you are? I'm Aura. Aura? I'm looking for Buns. Is Buns in here with me? Yeah. Um, he, he was probably flying around with you. Okay. Um, maybe he lands on a shoulder or wherever he's trained to land. He'd probably land on my horn. Oh. On my horns. Well, that's a lovely friend. Who's this? This is Buns. Hello, Buns. Would you Take like a, a piece of bread? 
I've got some mealworms for him. Okay. I have a little pouch that I start pulling them out and feeding them to him on my horn. Don't have birds like that where I'm from. Quite lovely. And you? I just, I'm just sitting there and I'm like wiping down my knife that has uh, blood still on it from earlier. And I'm just staring. I'm particularly staring at uh, the bard because he's very energetic and very wet. And it's very confusing. Oh. <laughs> so all you can see, cause I'm, con- I'm just concealed. All you can see are my eyes just like scanning everybody and just looking around the room. I didn't want to go swimming. Let's just say that. <laughs> I just stay quiet for now. Cause this is a very confusing situation. Did you say we have to save the world? Well, yes. How would you know this? I've known it for about 10 years now. We're stuck here. We gotta start thinking about what we're gonna do for food. I'm looking at the bird. Well, I, I, as, as, as he says that, I pull out an apple and I just start eating it. And you ain't even gonna share it? Sure. I'll take my knife. I cut it in half and I toss half of it at him that has the bite in it. <laughs> Wait, just to clarify, no. this is the knife that was bloody and you all you did was like wipe it off. <laughs> okay. All oh. right. That's what is this stuff? Is. What is this? Just keep eating. Yeah. Good to me. I don't know. I thought you'd all might be a little bit older. Maybe friendlier. I don't know how you could tell if I'm friendly or not. I guess that's a good point. Are you friendly? I like to think so. I just don't know how I got here. Well, you didn't walk? No, I came through the sky. Oh. Well, that's pretty amazing. Would you like to tell me about it? Maybe over tea sometime. Okay. I'm going to try going down the stairs. I also try to go down the stairs. Yeah, the same thing happens. Um, Though you did see that you can throw stuff at each other um, because the apple did go to where Ellie threw it. Um, When you try and leave the pedestal, you can walk down the stairs. It looks like you're leaving. You take a step at one point and you're suddenly just walking back down the stairs again. It's a very strange sensation, but it also kind of makes sense. Your mind catches up with your body in that weird dreamlike way when you walk from one room in your house in a dream and then you're walking into a barn and you're like, in your dream, you're like, yeah, that's cool. That's where that goes. And it's only when you wake up, you realize it's wrong. You get that, maybe that sort of sensation. Um, But yeah, you, you, once you try and move off the steps or off the pedestals, it just brings you back. <laughs> that kind of tickles. <laughs> I scan the walls. Are there any stone pieces that are sticking out or anything? Um, it could be a button of some sort. Yeah, you can give me a perception or an investigation check if you like. Depending on which one you use depends on the type of answer you get. But yeah, one of those is fine. That you said insider. I'm going to do uh, investigate. Perception or investigation. 
the perception is kind of like looking just straight up with your eyes and that's it what do i literally see going on investigation is like what can i find here that might be a clue um that makes sense to you know is there a mechanical is that a button um i'm gonna do investigation go. a five um nothing looks out of place everything is pristine um everything is perfect and in your on your pedestal it, it doesn't give you that weird sense um of of the room that weird escher painting where you can't quite focus on what's foreground and background necessarily the pedestal seems pretty solid um but there's nothing weird going on there is um this little um thing in front of you that's like a bowl um it just looks like it's made out of stone um the inside of it is like a bluish color like a more standard stone gray blue other than that everything looks perfect um around you is confusing to look at the thing the platform you're on perfectly made perfect masonry with gold real what looks like real gold as well um but you don't see anything out of place Perhaps if we try walking off at the same time, all together. I mean, that's doable. Yeah. There's got to be a switch around your sample or something. But yeah, now let's get that a try. Okay. Do you want to count us down on, on three or something? Okay. Okay. Everyone? Go ahead. Oh. One. Okay. Two. Wait, are, are we going on three or are we going to go right after three? Like three we'll and then three. we walk. Okay. We'll, we'll go on three. Okay. All right. I'm ready. ready. One, two, three! Each of you steps onto the steps and walks back down onto your own pedestal. However, this time, the center of the room, that strange pool of divine golden light that's kind of sitting there, um pulsates and flashes and as you step back onto your same pedestal again something starts to like rise up out of it um and it is a very strange looking creature um very large looking creature it looks like it's sort of made of flesh but also vines and clay and it's got like scale uh, like pale gray skin scale skin and uh it, it shifts in color a little bit like it's it's hue changes whether it's the light or whether it's like doing something weird it's kind of hard to focus on and tell then it shifts to like a pinkish red it has like a glowing core inside of its body that pulsates and gives the thing a little more color um it gives it like a deep red and then a white color it's kind of humanoid in shape and uh but it does have eight arms um <laughs> it has two legs it levitates up above this pool and the uh the divine light kind of washes off of it like it is uh, a liquid um its head is particularly strange it's just got a kind of set of folds and no face although each one of you looking at it might you would think it was looking at you no matter if we were to jump from each of your perspectives it would always look like it's looking at the person whose perspective we're looking at even though it has one head and it can be seen kind of looking forwards it raises up out of the uh 
out of the strange pool. It looks like it's kind of moving as if it's underwater with its eight arms. Um, not quite in place. It kind of looks a little like it's swimming, but there isn't any water. When it speaks, which is pretty instant after it comes up out of the thing, it you can hear it with your ears, but you can also hear it as if it's speaking telepathically to you. And this thing appears to you and says, I am Ahi, avatar of the gods. And that's kind of how it looks. Um, this is uh, what you're sort of looking at. Um, it gestures around itself with all of its eight arms and says, This is the boundary. You have been summoned at the behest of the current pantheon of divine gods and deities. These gods have ruled for four cycles. Um, what do you guys do? I hold, I clutch my walking stick a little bit tighter. This is a little alarming, but I listen and I wait. That is quite the wild costume, I'll say that, buddy! Wait, is this um, real? I'm gonna let the bard do all the talking. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Don't, don't leave me to do this! Um, uh, uh, I'm gonna grab Is my it talking with and... its mouth? I can't even tell where its mouth is. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have a mouth. Or eyes. Or eyes. What am I looking at? How can I commune? I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately laughing. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, great. And you grab a sword? No, I just put my hand on it. On the handle and i just watch the um the thing that refers to itself as ahi kind of um moves around as if it's speaking to all of you but again it always feels like it's looking directly at you um each one of you although it does have one head um it says when the gods themselves deem mortals too powerful they must decree a race between their avatar and the mortals to determine their worth. Again, it kind of like, it points. Um, as it says mortals, it points one of its eight arms at each of you. Um, he says, well, it says, This race is the final command of the gods to their mortal counterparts. This is their dying order. It brings its arms down again, but continues to speak and says, Across your world, currently known as Lacrin, there are ancient holy sites, known as places of power. The mortals that lived on Lacrin eons ago, a dominant race that existed long before those that walk the world now, attempted to harness the sites. It um lowers itself almost as if it's standing on the on the pool of water but its feet are still kind of hanging a little bit and its arms kind of relax at its side it cocks its head to the side as it's looking at you and um, moves its head oddly every now and then but again seems like it's fixated on you um it says when the gods walk the land long before those that came before you and long before those that came before them. Your predecessors 
created a series of gates. Fortresses, homes, weapons. These are the most powerful places of power, and we have chosen these sites as the sites you must visit in your race against Symbol. There is a sudden shift in the ground to one side of the uh, the creature Ahi, and some strange kind of shadows pick their way up out of the ground. These odd whipping tendrils um, and these glowing eyes as this pretty humanoid shadowy thing with sort of divine yellow eyes pulls itself up out of the ground and begins to float in a similar way to Ahi. Um, it looks a little like that. <laughs> um, and it appears next to the uh, the pool, but it's down, it's lower down on, on like the kind of odd looking ground that's hard to focus on. Looking um, up at each of you. The um, the avatar well they're both avatars Ahi continues to speak and says the seven noble sites are heaven hell time water wind earth fire it is up to the mortals which site they will visit symbol and all of its arms gesture down towards the shadowy thing is a divine construct which is able to channel the ancient energies into itself and evolve based on which of the gates it visits. The mortals, too, will grow stronger with each gate visited and conquered. You, um... see your pedestal in front of you begin to bubble. The stone bubbles, oddly, um, and shifts inwards a little like sand, and then produces um, an item for each of you. And everyone gets a different item here. Um, the, uh, Ahi says, Each mortal is given an item to bring to one of the seven gates. Reach into the pedestal and receive yours. In front of Aura, there is a four-leaf clover um, with a little information on it. It says this four-leaf clover is quite alive and must be protected and nurtured um, and to be kept that way. Apparently, I can't write English. Uh, it says, if you are in a place of silence and you hold it to your ear, you can hear a faint tune humming from it. There is an actual living four-leaf clover um, and you have to keep it alive. <laughs> you have to keep oh, yeah. it alive. Okay. Um, in front of Suna, you see a lamp. Um, like a genie lamp. Um, it says, this lamp appears copper in color, but when you hold it in direct sunlight, it looks like gold. Even the untrained can sense that the lamp radiates an immense magical energy from it. Um, oh, bye. And that comes up out of the pedestal. In front of... Bo, Bobo, a potion or a bottle, oh. a 
appears, um, looking like an elixir. Um, it says, a glass bottle with intricate metallic pattern trim. The bottle has no stopper, yet the orange or red liquid uh, within never leaves the open top. It looks like it's open. You can put a finger in there, but the liquid never comes out. Uh, when you hold it to your nose, it smells like your childhood. Or it takes you back there, reminds you of that. Mark, take it away. <laughs> and uh, in front of uh, Ellie, of course, is a dagger. Um, this one says that it's an ancient looking sort of ritualistic dagger with a metallic trim. The grip is bound in like this very odd leather um, that's kind of crispy to the touch. Colored red and deep green. There's a fire opal gemstone in the base of the blade that glows very dimly in the dark or when in the presence of magical fire. And the blade itself is like really old and chipped and dull. You could probably stab someone with it, but it's not great. Um, there is also a very intricate pattern along the center. I can grab it and just immediately put it in my belt. Um... Ahi speaks again and says, During the race, you may call upon me only once. When you call upon me, it must be stated that it is an attack, in defense, or escape. My powers are limited, however, not by much. I will do what I can, regardless of the situation. Before you can embark, a test of your potential for teamwork and an early test of trust. In front of you again, in the pedestal, it fills with these strange looking glass coins. Um, there are 15 in there. They look like this. Um, fills up. Ding, 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 ding. Fills all the way up. Um, the shadowy form of symbol um, kind of settles down a little bit. And Ahi says, Take the 15 coins. Do you pick them up? I look over at the others. Okay. I see I'll them take, take it. it, so I take it as well. I'll take it. Yeah? Free money! <laughs> I hesitate for a minute, but then I take it. Um, Unlike any coin I've ever seen. Booze and money, it must be my lucky day. The, uh, the, the creature, Ahi, says, If you lose the race, all mortal life will be erased and replaced. If you win the race, you will declare war on the current gods, and your kind will be granted a chance at survival. You have until Symbol claims its fourth gate. Alternatively, should Symbol be permanently destroyed, you have until the snows slay the final mortal. The um, form of Symbol sinks kind of into the ground. Um, and uh, I think that's where we're going to go to a little break. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I need to breathe. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh. And when we come back, your trust test will begin. Short break. Setup is well underway, but not over yet. Um, 
Thanks for watching, everyone. Hopefully you're not too confused. This should be a little less confusing um, as it goes on. Welcome back, everyone, to Table Stories Dying Order, Episode 1. I'm set up. Exists. I'm sure the Inquisition are going crazy in the Discord already. Hopefully you went and followed all these lovely peeps on the, uh, on the break there. If you didn't, I'm just going to sit here quietly for a moment while you do it. Alright, you did it, alright? Yeah, good. Let's carry on. Thank so, you. You guys are currently in this very strange place with this very strange creature. Um, Ahi claims to be the avatar of the gods. And uh, it's said that um, a test of your potential for teamwork and an early test of trust. And each of you has 15 coins um, in your hands or pockets or whatever. Um, Ahi says... There will be three rounds to put coins on the pedestal. After the three rounds, the total coins must equal 30. If they do not, you will all be punished. If they do, you will all be rewarded. However, whoever has the least amount of coins in their possession at the end will be permanently impaired. So. Round one. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, sorry. Did he say? Did he say a race? One. <laughs> no, he said three rounds. This is a race, but this no, isn't no, a I, race. I gotta give the money back. <laughs> yeah. I, he's he said what? a race, right? I heard something about money. Well, yes, but this whole thing. Once we pass this test, or these trials, we're in a race? A race for what? Oh, I just wanted to make sure I heard that right. Round one. He, uh, some of its arms point at the uh, pedestal in front of you. It so says, Place the coins in the pedestal. So the way this works, there are three rounds. You have to DM me <laughs> on Discord how many <sighs> coins you put in back into the weird pedestal. Oh. You have 15. After the three rounds, it has to equal 30 in total. However, if you have the least amount of coins in your possession, you will be permanently impaired. If it doesn't equal 30, you will all be punished. If it does, you'll all be rewarded. Do you understand? Oh, um... I'm going in my pockets and I remember pickpocketing some fella all before this went down. Can I use that? 
I, I, I think he wants us to use the coins we just picked up. Oh. Rats. All right. Well, we gotta communicate with each other. How many, how many do we want to put in? We- Well, it, there's not, there's four of us, so it's too much to split. Hmm. Aura has already put something in the pedestal. <laughs> I feel like at this point. What? Talk to us! How, how much, yeah, how much did you put in? Well, I, I don't feel it was very clear. I wasn't sure if we needed to just put it in and then... I put oh. eight. Eight. Okay, so 22 left. Mm. Well, uh, well, I'll go ahead and put in another eight. Okay. Mm. I'm terrible with math. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we have 14 left. 14. So if you both put in six, or sevens, or... Hmm. No, that would be over the amount. Oh. Hmm. We only need to hit 30. I guess I could put in another eight. Just to be safe. What? Well, wouldn't it be seven each? I don't know. I'm not good at number magic. Yes, if there's 14 left, then seven each. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would think so too. Well... I'll put in another seven. All right. DM me how many you want to put in. On Discord. (laughs) Okay. So each of you is seen shuffling around. Um... After a few seconds, Ahi says, At the end of round one, 30 coins have been placed into pedestals. Round two. You still got to place coins in. (laughs) <laughs> uh, DM me how well, many coins you placed in this time. If uh, we placed eight last time, so if uh, you two place two and we place one, we'll all be equal. Okay. Remember, whoever has the least amount of coins in their possession at the end will be permanently mm. impaired. Oh. Okay, we don't want that. We have to make it equal 30 again? Nope. I don't think we have enough. No, you've already done that. You've, you've hit the 30. But now you've still got to put coins in for two more rounds. It's now just who has the least. Boy. What do you suppose they mean by impaired. Think like yes. we'll lose an arm or something? Oh god. What do you mean by impaired? And I look directly at it. Round two has begun. It doesn't even have a face. Great. Well thanks a lot, Ahi. Well well what 
What do we want to do? Someone has to be impaired. One of us is going to have to be impaired. Do we want to draw straws? I do say I'm skilled with a sword and bow. I don't think it's smart for me to be impaired. Oh, that, that is a sound argument. I don't fight. I'll do it. That was very generous of you. Well, one of us has to, right? Well, what do you do? Well, I may or may not know a little bit of magic here and there. I heal. Aside from, well, the naughty things I do, I do a bit of that, so... Ah, life magic. Yes. It doesn't seem like you should be impaired either. Oh. Hmm. It sits there for you. And what about you? I point to the blood that I, like, wiped and this smeared on part of my hands and whatnot, and I'm like, I fight. Yeah. What I, if I, just, I figured as much. I believe that. What if we just all put our coins back in? And we all wouldn't have enough. Would it impair us all? Yeah. Is that only a, one? Whoever has the least, but if we all have the least, it might impair us all. But I... I we were chosen. Yeah. We were chosen, brought here to see if we can protect something that they obviously cannot. Yes. And if we are a team and we are working together, we should all be on equal footing. I put all of my coins into the center. I do too. Okay. I do as well. DM me the confirmation that you all do that. I hesitate and I watch the other three and I'm like holding the coins in my hand. <laughs> uh, it's I think okay if you don't want to. Everyone's pretty far away. I think you uh, you can see that they put stuff in there. All in, baby. But hmm. Three rounds? Oh, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. Yeah, too late now. <gasps> Round three. Begins. I look around at everyone else and I'm like, so, do you guys have coins? None left, no. Nope. No. So you can't put any coins in. Right. Can you? I toss uh, a coin to each. So it's three coins amongst them. And then I throw the rest of my coins in. Okay. So you throw a coin at each of them. Yep. So you guys each get... So I have four coins left and they have three. A glass coin. It's very kind of you. DM me how many coins you put in your things. Hmm. 
the creature floating before you says as a test for the potential of your teamwork you will be granted Ahi's shield everyone gets a magical plus one to their AC I will uh, I think I can do it quickly no maybe I can't um, for now just imagine your AC is plus one um, I can change it with a special thing to make it easier so that you can keep tracking it over the uh, campaign if you change armors and things like that the um, the uh, creature says At the end of round three, this one, all arms point towards Aura, placed 16 coins. It has no coins left. It points towards Ellie. This one placed 12 coins. It has no coins left. This one placed 16 coins it has no coins left this one placed 16 coins it has no coins left now begins the weakening each of you will be weakened <laughs> um Everyone roll me a D6. Three. Um, okay, so. Last one in there. Is Suna. Three. Um, Suna, you are hit by like a, a wave of, of nausea and weakness. Um, Aura, you are hit by a wave of weakness and nausea. Um, you probably, you, I think you'd probably really struggle to um, stand. You maybe lean towards one side as your constitution is <laughs> reduced by two. Um, Ellie... Just like that. Just like that. Oh, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's happy about the weakening. Um, you, um, I think maybe you you forget some stuff. Um, something, something happens. Um, maybe your your training or things you're learning in um, are removed as. Uh, you minus your intelligence by two. And you probably have a headache like you've got now. IRL. Bidding. 
And then absolutely most devastating of all, I think, is the bard. As uh, your tongue hurts, first of all. <gasps> your fingers uh, weaken. Your loop playing fingers. Um, songs or, or, or tales that you tell, things that you do um, are lost. Or you, or you become forgetful. You forget lyrics all of a sudden, as <gasps> your charisma oh, is no. reduced by two. The very worst possible outcome. Pretty bad for Ellie as well. I think she was uh, quite clever. Was. Do I still have my good looks at least? You do. Yeah. Okay. We'll say yeah. You're just a little less charismatic. Um. <sighs> The, um, the form, uh, in front of you kind of, um, doesn't move or anything. You just feel these things hit you. There's no flashy thing. There's no magic. Nothing happens. You are just weakened, um, basically at the same time. The, um, creature... says you must now choose your first destination close your eyes will forth the map as you know your world the world looks like this here is the world of the crin um as we generally know it um most of you are from Alexandria over here. One of you is not. And uh, this is kind of how it looks. The form says These are the locations of the gates of power. And generally speaking, you are now aware of where each of these gates of power lie. Um, there is one in the Sky Islands to the west, which is a big set of floating islands that float for reasons that no one honestly knows. Um, there is one in the Giant Lands to the south. There's one in the Coral Kingdom, which is where all like the Atlanteans type live. Imagine Aquaman. They all live under the sea. Um, there's one in the Mistlands, which is a predominantly elven um, continent. There's one in Dustvale, which is like a big desert um, that people live in for some reason. There's one in Darkvale, which is evil land. Disney's evil land, where everything is evil and gloomy and poisonous and terrible. Um, and there is one in Thelmesia, which is under the sea um, and in ruins because that was the place that got destroyed that I mentioned at the beginning um, you have this information now um, specifically where they are you don't know you can you know of this information it's kind of downloaded into you matrix style um, but you wouldn't be able to point on a very specific map exactly where they are um, each of them 
the uh, we, yeah, go. On. Do we also have the symbols as well? What do you mean? Oh yeah, like, yeah, you, you know. So, so you can see these. Okay. So um, yeah, and I'll I'll just give you a rundown as well. I can't get the map to stay still on the screen, so that's the viewers. Um, the uh, locations are as follows: the Gate of Heaven is in the Mistlands. The Gate of Hell is in Darkvale. The Gate of Time is in Dustvale. Um, water, Coral Kingdom, Earth, Giant Lands, Wind, Sky Islands, and the Gate of Fire in the Thelmesian Ruins. Um, so both the Coral Kingdom and the Thelmesia Ruins are under the sea? Correct. Okay. Unless you use the Gate of Time course to go back in time to before it was under the sea you know if you wanted to do that um i'm gonna put in the uh zoom chat um each of the things if you wanted to copy them down somewhere just to remember um ahi continues to speak though and says um when you have discussed the chosen planar warrior among you will be able to locate and activate a god portal to the nearest possible location to your chosen gate. If you should fall on your journey, another mortal will be summoned in your place. In a flash, Ahi is gone, but symbol remains the shadowy thing. Um, it is staring just impassively at you, Aura. And I think you can kind of sense something now. Um, on your character sheet you have a, uh, an ability which was previously locked. It's now unlocked, so you can delete the word locked if you want. Um, or okay. give me a bit and I'll do it. I can do it. Um, it's hard to describe like how you know, but you do, and you can come up with something if you want. But the same way you kind of know that you're hungry or you're injured, or you have a sense of smell or taste, you now can sense the location of things known as god portals. Um, unsurprisingly, in here, it's that divine pool in the center of the room. However, out in the real world, it might be different. Um, and you're really close to one now, but you might not be when you're out there and you're trying to find these in the future. You'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. But basically, you are the planar warrior and uh, you can locate and activate the god portals um, to move around the world okay i feel sick so i'm leaning against the basin in front of me you would think that if sending us on something they wouldn't make us weaker <sighs> i just need to lay down <sighs> well where are we going first is symbol still staring at me? Yep. Does he come with us? I think we're racing against him. I think I can find them. Well, we get to choose our starting point. Does anyone have a preference? <sighs> I can't say I'm familiar with the lands outside of Alexandria. There's the world map if you need it. 
Well, you said you had a vision of this, Suna, ten years ago? I did. What did you see? I don't know what order they go in, but... Perhaps the gate of time. That's the only gate I've seen. Right? Where were were you thinking we'd go? The gate of time is in Dustvale. I'm going to try to get off the pedestal now. Um, you can, yeah. Um, in fact, this whole time, actually, since you last tried, you can, um, you can step down onto the, uh, the platforms here. Um, if you try and, like, go off of this stuff, it's like Mirror World again. Um, but generally speaking, this kind of area here, you can maneuver around, um, casually. Wander about if you want. It's also possible... Maybe going to the Skylands and might give us something speed-related. It is wind, after all. Mm. I'm going to look at Symbol. It's still following you around the room, like staring at you. Are you coming with us? It just looks at you. It doesn't even... It doesn't make a noise. It doesn't blink. doesn't do anything. I'm going to take a mealworm out of my pouch. Okay. I'm going to throw it at Symbol. All right. You just throw it at Symbol. And it, like, it, kind of in the ground in front of him to see if he'll eat it. Yeah, I mean, it, you, now there's just a mealworm on the ground in front of Symbol. Realistically, that's all that. It just continues to stare at you. I wasn't sure if it was trainable. It's a little, a little disturbing, I'd say just seems to be looking at you and following you around. That's a waste! You gonna eat that symbol? Doesn't move. Doesn't respond to you at all. Are you? No! I mean, if nobody else will. Are we gonna get out of here? Yes, but I think we should all decide where we're going together. Some lands are more dangerous than others, I'm sure. What exactly are we doing? We're racing, I guess, for the sake of humanity and more. So we have to decide where to go. Um, I guess we just pick a place we go. I walk around. Do I notice like any thieves symbols or anything in here at all? Uh, you can give me an investigation check. Okay. Bam! Natural 20 again. Um, I'm wasting it all now. <laughs> I've also never seen, by the way, better roles for a player character than Ellie. It's okay, you just nerfed me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason I did it. Um, I was like, she's going to lose no matter what because that's too strong. Um, yeah, you look around um, this place. You don't see any symbols, I don't think, apart from the creature symbol. Um, there isn't anything... That there are there's lots of patterns that at first you maybe sort of trace a finger over or or check out, but they just seem to be kind of like swirly patterns. It's just complete 
random stuff. There isn't anything um, that either looks like something to do with thieves or thieves guild or your syndicate or anything like that. It also doesn't seem to have anything else. There is, there's no religious symbols or um, or, or ancient writings or something. It just looks pretty plain. Um, everything around here looks um, just like a pattern. Doesn't look like at all like a symbol. Definitely not one that you recognize from the uh, thieves or anything like that. Okay. Well, I'm I'm partial to Dust Vale, or perhaps even the Sky Islands. I say the Sky Islands. Maybe we can get a boat or something. Uh, all right. It's in place. Are we all in agreement then? I just follow around the bard. <laughs> I just like walk behind him with my hood still up and everything. Oh. oh. I think she agrees too. Okay then. Sky Islands it is. I guess we all think about it. I've never been there, so... I don't know how to imagine it other than to think we would like to go there. Let me try that. Did I read in my books once what the Sky Islands were like? Uh, give me a history check with advantage. Change my mind up, you see seagulls. Do you not like seagulls? No. I've always wanted to see them. Does it question you when it comes up with a thing and ask you whether you want to roll advantage or not? It did roll. Did it not show up for you? Oh, I don't see it. Oh, there it is. Sorry. Um, my thing was rolled up. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ten. Um, I think you you have a a kind of an idea um, of what the Sky Islands are like, but probably not like anything much. Most people don't know what it's like there. Um, it's usually kind of like used as a tale to tell children like, oh, there's floating islands, it's adorable. Um, really, I think all you know is that it's like an archipelago of islands that are floating at varying different heights, but they're relatively close together. Um, they're pretty high up. It's it's some of them are low enough that you can see them from like sea level, but they're still kind of up what looks like up in the clouds kind of thing. Um, even the lowest ones. Um, there there's only a few of them, but they're they're um, they're they have like a mainland island, um, and then loads of little small ones around it. Most of them apparently are uninhabited. Um, all of the, I think you specifically would would know that every tree that grows there grows with white leaves, um, regardless of the type of tree. You can take seeds from somewhere else and plant them there. They grow with like white leaves. Um, so a lot of people believe it to be like divine um, and like sacrosanct land. So a lot of people kind of go there on a pilgrimage who are religious. Um, they think most druids and and stuff think it's um almost like like a their own personal kind of mecca to go to to check 
and 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 uh and visit um lots of druids and things and i think you probably would know this too draw power from it directly from the sky islands that's what they they almost have like a circle of the sky islands thing that they can do um but really it's supposedly just a kind of sparse set of mostly uninhabited islands with with things like temples and um druidic forests on um as far as i think you would know uh, i don't think you know anything very specific about it um but it, it's generally not supposed to be very inhabited and most people like the people who run the sky islands or govern it don't allow people to just move in and live and build a house randomly um it's all kind of very protected um I think that's probably all you know. Did you know that, or did you say that the Mistlands were elves? Mistlands is, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little more um, generally well known. Um, the Mistlands is. Would it, I have knowledge of the elves there and whatnot, being half elf? I think, I think everyone kind of has the same kind of knowledge. It's it's not yeah. a um, it's not a secretive place necessarily, but there are huge parts of it which are very secretive belonging to secretive types of elves um but there is like big main cities there like Bologna, like on alexandria um in the way that alexandria is kind of the human continent this is like yeah. the elven one um most of it is covered in forest the entire thing is like weirdly enshrouded in mist like there's just a mist that settles like a fog over the entire yeah. thing um there are elves known as the mist folk who keep to themselves and no one fucks with them um and they're supposedly like unbelievably powerful wizards and sorcerers and stuff like that um but then there are just like outlying cities and, and villages that anyone visits and are, and are generally quite um open to travelers and things okay do you want specific information on someone or well, I wanted to know. I mean, because I I can uh, speak the same language as them, right? Yeah. Okay. Now I just was curious. I was debating whether I was going to reveal that to my my forced teammates. Now. All right. Yeah. No, it's. <laughs> I'm it's, just going to keep following Bobo for now. And <laughs> there are certain <laughs> continents that at first were like where that's where the elves came from. That was like the Elven Kingdom, and no one else was from there. There was no humans there. Um, now, because we're a little further along in the in the future, um, it's a little more kind of mixed. But the um, yeah, it's generally just known as like a predominantly elven continent. It's ruled over by like a council of elves, basically. Um, okay. Uh, each continent, there are a lot of continents that have that. Um, Darndoral is like where dwarves are from. Um, things like that. Yeah, I think you'd probably have some small affinity towards it, but I don't know if you'd know anything specific about it. Um, okay without i woke uh, up next to bobo and i like like stare him up and down and look at his like weapons and what what, what he has on his person and then finally i take off my hood and it's just uh blonde hair that's been braided and then uh i have my elf ears poking out through the hair um but then i point down at his shoes and i go your shoes are untied and oh. i just keep walking <laughs> I'm just gonna get to that then. Like, <laughs> shoes are good. Uh, do you have elf ears poking out? 
Uh, I'd say they'd be slight because because they are. I don't have elf ears right now. Like, no, 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 no. I'd say they'd be very slight, like small, pokey. They're not like, you know, World of Warcraft in your face ears. They're just and, gonna be a uh, small tip at the top that, like, since I have it braided and tucked behind my ear, you can see it. You can like, see it. Oh, but if thing. I had my hair just down, you wouldn't see it. Um, what about Bo? Can you can people tell that you're half elf or an or oh. an elf potentially? Oh. Well, I have long, luscious hair, so you can't really see them, but they're, they're, they're a little pointy, yeah. But it's not a secret? You're not trying to keep it secret or anything? Well, I do try to hide them as to not really, you know, uh, it does strike up a conversation. I'm, I'm a little shy about them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the sky... So uh, the sky islands, then. Well... It's more of a religious place, I don't know. That's the right place to start. How do we get there? I think we just think about it. And maybe go ask or... Asuna as she's talking and I say, my vote's for the Mislins. Oh, okay. I I look back at, like, the others, and I'm just like, I think we'd have more luck there. Mm. All right. We all have to know a little bit about it, right? Like, I'm just, like, assuming people know about the Mislins and that, you know, about the elves. Yeah, I think generally the information (laughs) I've given is most people kind of know. Have you been there before? Well, I don't travel often outside of Alexandria, but we'd probably have better luck there. And I just kind of point to my ear than we were going to a strange place that none of us are familiar with at all. So. Well, um, since we all have to work together now, I, I should say I, I am from Dustvale. So I am quite familiar with the terrain. Well, then maybe we should go there. I'm not a big fan of dust. I say that like as there's like just still like dust all over me from the people. <laughs> but um I haven't been back in a very long time. Falling out? <laughs> no, actually. I forgot the way home, if you can believe it. Well, this might be a good opportunity. You you remember what it looks like, don't you? Oh yes. Then if you just describe it to us, then we can picture it ourselves, right? Perhaps. I'm just I, down, like... I look over at Aura, who said she could sense these portals. I, is that right? Mm. Do I know how to access these portals? Um, yeah, I think you do. I think you know that you just have to step into that one. That one's activated, good to go. As long as you guys have the same destination and you've agreed, then it will take you there. All we have to do is, as a group, decide where we want to go, and then we step through that, and I point to the... Oh. Well, that's easy enough. Shall we hold hands? Are we going to the Mislins or Dustvale? I think we've all reconsidered. 
I reluctantly like put my hand out and there's still blood on it. <laughs> Dust. I smile and take your hand. I take the other. Just to be clear, we're all going to Dustvale? Yep. I would so very much like to go home. All right. And I grab the last two hands available. My heart is racing. For those of you feeling my hands, you can probably feel it. It is getting a little clabby. Oh, sorry about that. I'm just very excited. Or is that me? You, uh... I could be you. I don't know. I apologize. There's definitely a smell coming from your direction. <gasps> squeeze me. I well, squeeze your this hand. <laughs> Hopefully this doesn't take long. Uh, Do we chant something? You guys ag- agree on Dustvale and you're heading towards the pool of divine golden water liquid? Uh-huh. I-, I look at Symbol and see what he's doing. Symbol... As you start to move closer to the the center of the room, begins to kind of move as well. And he, he levitates. He doesn't really have legs. He's just shadow. The further down he goes, the more it kind of fades out and becomes wispy shadow. You can make out a kind of humanoid figure in there, a sort of muscular, more male than female looking figure underneath it um, with like a, a head shape um, in through the smoke and shadow, but it's quite hard to, to do. Again, he has all these tendrils and it has all this kind of like floating stuff going on, but it mirrors your movement somewhat. And as you get close to the uh, the pool, it's ahead of you and it bars your path. And it continues to stare at you, Aura. Excuse us. Doesn't look at you. I don't like the way it's looking at Aura. I know. What does it what does it want from you? I don't know. I thought it That's why I tried to feed it. Get out they... of the way. I bop it with my walking stick. Alright, everyone roll initiative. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> no. Bop it with uh Yes! You bop it with your uh, little oh. bop it noggin. And it reacts immediately. The the things, the tendrils kind of like raise upwards. Um, the the eyes kind of narrow a little bit, Spider-Man style, when he goes kind of uh, um, nasty boy. And then the, uh, the thing, like immediately you see all of the tendrils um, form spikes at the end. And it fires a bunch of them, all of you instantly. Um, oh, God. So to, to, um, to roll initiative... Click on your token, and then click on the word initiative in your um, in your character sheet. If you click on your token first, it'll put you in the turn order, and it won't give you that message. There's usually a message that comes up. Um, I'll roll for symbol. Wow. Symbol fails. So, let me just set up this here. Uh, um, I'm missing Ellie. Uh, is... I, I, I roll bed and click on a token because I don't know yeah, yeah, where. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool, it's cool. Um, let me set up this. So, who's on there? Everyone's on there now? Let me check. Sorry. 
um, symbol is not on there. Sixteen. Um, all right. So the turn order is Suna, symbol, Ellie, bow, aura. However, symbol does fire and attack instantly because he's been waiting for you to get close. And uh, I need uh, everyone's ACs, please. Um, and I'm going to go in order of what it is on the thingy there. One, two, three, four. Uh, okay, so the first one, sooner 14 against your AC. 14. 14, okay, makes it, breaks it on that. You gotta be kidding me. Which means these, these spikes <laughs> launch outwards and one of them catches you straight away sooner probably just as soon as you bop it one of them just immediately counters you and you feel it hit you it feels like you've been stabbed by a little dagger but the as soon as it hits you it draws blood but the shadow um just vanishes uh okay next one is a natural 20 against you ellie sorry that is eight same thing <laughs> comes down catches you maybe in the stomach sends you stumbling backwards a little bit um as the uh, shadow spike hits you draws blood and then um disappears instantly uh bow um that is a five against your ac what is your ac 15 yep so that one misses you maybe you dive quickly out of the way you see this thing coming <laughs> it launches past your head it, it, before it even hits the ground it vanishes and then aura um did i miss one? Oh no nine so a nine against 18 is also a miss so these things it, it makes no noise or anything other than the movement and then the sound of these these sort of crystallized shadow spikes <laughs> launching out towards you um bringing us to sooner your move your turn what'd you like to do on your turn holy also remember your ac is um, a plus one right yeah, now i i did i added it um I can add a thing. I'm going to do it at the end, but I'll add a thing that will magically always give you the plus one. Um, it will just automatically okay. do it on the sheet. Um, but for now, just remember it. I was going to do it on the break, but I forgot. Okay. Um, I would like to... How does everybody look? Who got hit by this? Uh, you Bo was the only Ellie. one who didn't get hit, right? No, Bo and Aura didn't get hit. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast shield. That is a reaction. And... What? Is it? Yeah. So shield is what you cast as you're about to get hit. You can use a reaction to bring bring up the shield. Oh, amazing. And it well... hits the shield instead. Well, it gives you plus five to your AC. So in theory, it hits the shield or whatever. You do it. Can I do that? Too late. Okay. If it was um, any of the other players here, I would say yes. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> but we um, I will do Witch Bolt then. I will cast a different spell. Okay. Do it. And remind me exactly what Witch Bolt does because it's been a little while since I've seen it. Sure. Um, let me just pop it in the chat here. If I could do that. How the fuck do I do that? Uh, just you just click on, click on it? Yeah. So. Oh, no, there might be a little uh, little chat bubble comes up next to it now there's no chat bubble because we had to 
I had to put this in here. Hold on here. I'll just there it goes. There I go. just cast it. Um, so you make a ranged spell attack against a creature you can see on a hit. The target takes 1d12 lightning damage on each other. Oh yeah, and you hold it out. It's Palpatine Force Lightning. Um, you just get to unlimited power symbol. Um, okay, so make a ranged spell attack. So I think we can probably mess with your sheet to make it so that the attack is the attack. But that is uh, that 25. 25 is absolutely a hit. Um, how does this look? Um, and remember this holds up so you, you continue casting this from round to round yes so um, the area around me gets really dark and shadows kind of like seep down my out from underneath my clothing and I reach up my eye my one eye is completely black and I mutter something and then I cast it and a lightning just shoots out of my hands alright she looks like a witch. She casts a witch bolt. That's the most horrific thing ever. All right. Yeah, and uh, it hits him. So roll me the d12. I need to write down. You want to say that for the, the audio rolls. listeners? We, we, yes, yes. There's the PB rolls we know and love. A two. <laughs> a two. Uh, okay. A two. Uh, there we go you deal two damage but you are still like electrifying this thing so you see it get hit the electricity strikes the more physical portion of symbol the kind of humanoid form that's under all of these shadowy tendrils and weird shadowy misty stuff underneath him and you it actually probably gives him a little more form and you can see that it is kind of a man under there like a muscular looking form it's like pitch black you can't see anything but you um you do see that it's it's attached to symbol. It doesn't cry out or make a noise or anything, though. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, yes. All right. Symbol is going to attempt to grab Ellie because she's the closest one. Because I just put you at random on there. Sorry, but that's how it is. Um, I'm the... gonna be further back than uh, than her though, because she's the one that poked it, not me. That's true. Fair. You know what? I'm going to put... Um, and I just got massively crit. <laughs> I'll put you like that. We'll say you're like that. Um, in fact, we'll say... We'll say... You guys... Because you guys were on either side of me, right? Holding you were all hands. holding hands, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're, we, both, you're... we both were holding Bo's hand. Yeah, you're probably something like this. Is everyone holding Bo's hand? <laughs> Every time I'm holding Bo's hand. I don't mind... We'll go, we'll go with this. We'll go with He's this. He's in three women around him. Or maybe it's this. There you go. Because then everyone can be holding everyone's hands. Um, Yay! Uh, so Symbol will uh, will reach out towards you then sooner. And it will attempt to constrict you with this. A ten. No. All right. Um, you see all these tendrils rush out towards you. Um, maybe you bat one away with the uh, with the court staff, and you see the tendril is hit physically, like an octopus's thing. Um, and uh, yeah, you avoid I don't them as think it. So it it seems kind of slow. Symbol. It doesn't seem like these things aren't like rushing towards you, Shikamaru style. They're just kind of like reaching out somewhat. Um, Should and, we just go around him and go inside? Uh, I don't know if he seems that slow, but he seems slow. <laughs> Brings us to uh, Ellie's turn. Would you like to do? Um, is there a ledge around us at all? 
Um, yeah, this, so on the, uh, on the map, I think, like, probably this is about 10 feet up this ledge here. Um, the platform itself isn't very high up. Um, these are maybe another 10 feet up. I would just like to duck around the nearest edge and go into stealth. Oh, you mean like an edge that you can hide behind? Yeah. You're on, like, the lower floor, so you can only go up. I don't know if there's much to hide behind. You could go over here, probably. What about, like, but is this platform, is it just as flat as the floor we're on, or is it not a platform? It's like... It, it's more of, like, a step up. It's not really, like, a whole thing. Um, it's a little ways up, because you can see down onto it, and Ahi floated up out of it. Um, so, How do you yeah, use the pointer thingy? Um, on the left of the yeah. uh, screen, there's a little ruler. In fact, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll print screen it again. Because that was... <laughs> I hate trying to explain it because I'm terrible at explaining it um, on the screen. Little ruler thing there. Okay. And then you click and drag. So, so if I can, what if I go like right, oh, like right there around this corner right here? I can't see it. I don't know why. And anyone oh. else? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd be going up. Okay. So I'd have to go over the sledge and, and jump this over is, here. This is probably the only thing you can hide behind. Like these ped these uh, platforms that you were on are like columns. So you can yeah. definitely hide behind these things. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do that. I'm going to try to go up and to the corner yep. to get out of firing range of what just stabbed me. Yeah, uh, you oh. should be able to move your token. Just click and drag it around. Okay. If you can't, then let me know. Like right there. Oh. Okay. Yeah, give me a, uh, a stealth check then. So on a bonus action, you can do all sorts of weird roguish things like hiding and running faster. Damn. Um, the real shadow here is Ellie. I'm really desperate about getting out of this firing range. She bails out. And as you turn around, she vanishes into a very small shadow in this very brightly lit room. And she is gone somehow. Um as she vanishes from sight. And then um, you still have an action if you want to do something. Like while you're running, you can do something before you hide. Because um, you can hide on bonus actions as a rogue, I think. Well, can I can I take a shot at him with my bow? Like take my bow out as I'm like running backwards or no? Just Yeah, you can do that. Okay, I can do that. Okay. Yeah. Give me the uh, attack roll with the bow. Oh. God damn. Is that another natural 20? <laughs> this pocket is so unfair. Is this all you roll? This is no, I'm usually terrible. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you win the game. You just you, you defeat the thing and it's all over. Um, yeah, I mean, you, uh, you, you fire this thing off. Um, you also have um, allies that are standing next to it, which means that you get your... Um, sneak attack bonus so you can roll that I think uh, I don't know if I set it up I know I intended to oh yeah I did so you can just click sneak attack on your attack roll spell thingy attacks and spell casting and it will it will roll the extra damage that you can do sneak attack I'm so when you're hiding or you have advantage on, a, on an attack for some reason or you have allies that are standing next to the thing, kind of distracting whatever you're attacking. You get to oh. add your sneak attack to it. Um, okay. So you need to roll it once. That's all of the dice in there. So in total, you just dealt 22 damage on your first 
as I'm running. <laughs> While hiding. you're running back, how does this look? Yeah, what do you look like as you're running away? I, I think once I get hit, that was my cue that um, I, I'm pretty angry at myself for putting myself in such a vulnerable position. So you see me run back and then immediately like, like it's one of those typical leap up into the air, fire off a shot and then turn around and just disappear. Yeah, it's uh, exactly how it is. And these, this, uh, this arrow flies completely true. You see it strike symbol and it, it, it is lodged into, um, into something. If he has flesh, then it's stuck there. But you can see it's sticking out and it remains um, sort of sticking out of symbol here as uh, it's, it's pushed back a little bit as well. And um, that brings us to Bo's turn. Bo, Bo, Bo. What would you like to do? I want to give this guy a hard time. <laughs> I'm gonna like make to you blind that? so you can't stare at Aura the way you are. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna cast blindness, deafness. Yes. Um. Can you click it for me? I can read it. Uh. So you can blind one or deaf on one foe. Choose a creature that you can see. Uh, it has to make a con save. If it fails. Uh, they're either blind or deaf, and then you're choosing blind. So, let me give you a con save here. Four. That is a fail. Um, yeah, I think, like, these these eyes that are watching you, these, like, glowing, kind of divine white-yellow eyes, uh, vanish. They're just gone. They just become um, uh, fully covered in, like, shadow. And uh, it... it probably for the first time kind of reacts and cocks its head sideways twitching a little bit um you can also move on your turn up to your movement if you want to run somewhere or get away from being so close to this thing um or you can stand right there i'll stay right here all right and what does it look like when you cast a spell usually bards use like a, an instrument or something as an arcane focus but whatever you want to do you can do what do you think it looks like it was in the power of my voice and I'm just staring down at its ugly face. <laughs> okay. You just <laughs> shout, be blind. Oh, I guess you, you yep. said. Yeah. Um, see no more. Yeah, okay. And uh, it works. Yeah, you see this blindness um, settle over the uh, over the form of um, symbol, bringing us to Aura. What would you like to do on your turn? I hesitate for a moment because I wish that I could reason with it, but I think at this point since three other people have attacked it i'm gonna have to attack it too so i'm okay. gonna pull out my great sword and i'm gonna aim for in the shadowy mist its head to try to cut its head off all right <laughs> cut its head off um i think because it's blind you have you get advantage or does it i don't know let me double check also yeah you're right i see that message pocket you do get double crit damage um so that 10 that 10 is added on as well so you did what 397 damage can't do math 397 damage first turn i'll take it um <laughs> let me just double check what blands does you have a true support character and i've never i've never dm'd for an actual support character everyone just hits stuff um a blinded creature can't see and automatically fails any ability check that requires sight. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage and it yes. has disadvantage. So yeah, you can roll your attack with advantage. You're pulling out this insane sword? Yeah, the giant greatsword that All my right. father gave me. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the attack roll with it. So you just click on. Is that basically uh, a Buster Sword? It is basically. A <laughs> Trying not to freak out. It right is in now. my head as well. I was hoping never to ask. Oh, Aaron. thank God for that advantage. So yeah, with the advantage, you get a 19. That is a 13 slashing damage. How does it look when you do this? I pull it out super quickly, and I just pull it up over my head and just cut through the air at his head, hoping that I'll catch it. You do catch its head. Um, and I think you, you lop off like a chunk of its head, like it, like part of its, um, head is just, is cleaved off. And this, this weird disc, um, launches off from the side of this shadowy figure. And it's just like a, it's like a block of coal or something. It just launches sideways and it hits the ground. It, it doesn't bleed or leave anything behind. It isn't, um, it doesn't have anything going on. It's just like a void of color that hits the ground and it rolls away like it's an object um, and then sits and kind of uh, moves up and down. But it's not its entire head, it's just a section of it. The thing is still like moving though. Like it's still doing stuff, but it's just missing a chunk of its body right now. Um, Well, that's unexpected. What uh, else would you like to do? You can move, you can do bonus actions. I don't know if you have bonus actions. I can't remember what you have exactly. Um, most rangers are, have like a bunch of spells and things that they can do bonus action with. Mm-hmm. But the spell will say like with bonus action. Um, let me see. Each spell has like a casting time um, and the uh, type of action. I can't remember what it's called. I'm the best GM of all time. Um, it's known as uh yeah casting time so certain spells are bonus action certain spells are reaction and certain spells okay. are one action i think there might be some other weirdness but generally those are the three you can do your movement your bonus action and your action in any order so you mm-hmm. could cast a bonus action spell and then do your move um, but remember it takes a spell slot to do any spell casting can i do hunter's mark for another person who does magic? No, you can only cast Hunter's Monk for yourself. Okay. Which means then, whenever you attack, you get the extra damage. No, I, I don't have anything. That counts as a bonus action. Cool. Um, yeah, generally speaking, you'll probably want to do Hunter's Mark on the thing you want to hurt a lot. Then you mm-hmm. hit it, and then you'll get the extra. I think it's D6. Um, okay. okay so, I'm just going to move over here. If I'm not going to go away. I'm, out of yeah. this thing's threat range, it gets a thing called of an attack of opportunity, which it, it doesn't have to take, but it can use its reaction to try and hit you. The threat range are the immediate squares outside of it. Same goes for you. If something is stood next to you and moves away from you, you get like a free <laughs> hit um, to attempt to, to strike it using your reaction if you want. Um, okay. So warning. And uh, you... You can wreck on this if you want. You can control Z this. If you move away from this thing when you're standing right next to it, it might mm-hmm. try and hit you for free, basically, outside of its turn. Okay, then I'm just going to stand next to Suna. All right, Suna's turn. Um, it is um, blind, so it would have disadvantage, but... I'm going to try to levitate it. Oh. Out of, out of the way so that we can just walk through. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I stop casting my witch bolts, which I did out of reaction when it stabbed me. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to try to levitate it. Okay. And uh, what does it have to do? Does it have to make a 
save. Uh, An unwilling creature. Uh, okay, a con yes. save. Con save. Okay, let me give you a constitution saving throw. And what does it have to beat? What's your spell save, DC? Uh, let me look. 14. 14. Con save coming in. 20. Oh, perfect. Okay, so how does this look from you? What do you do? Oh, um, so instead of moving my hands, you know, forward, I just kind of like rotate them and then I try to try to make, I guess, a lifting motion and wave it up into the air. I think it begins to go up and then you see all of its tendrils kind of stiffen up and, and uh, extend and it forces itself somehow with some energy to lower again and it... Um, Anchors itself to the to the ground somewhat. <sighs> Want to do anything else on your turn? Nope, that's it. All right, symbol is uh, going to fire a shadow spike, and let's roll to determine whom. In fact, can't see one of you, so I don't think it gives a shit. Kind of can't see any of you, so it's going to fire randomly anyway. But I'm going to determine bow sooner. Aura, two, and two. It does not like you. Sooner these are with uh, with uh, disadvantage, but two shadow spikes suddenly form, and it <laughs> fires shield? in your direction. You can <laughs> do shield. shield. Do you want to see if it hits first? Uh, yes, please. I wasn't sure if I could do that. Uh, okay. That is a five and a fourteen. The second one would have, so okay. I will use my reaction for that. And how does that look? As these two spikes come down, they will miss or they hit the shield, both of them. Uh, the shadow, the shadowy, um, I guess, aura down at my feet will immediately come up and form a shield in front of me and stop it. Shadow versus shadow. And That's right. you win. <laughs> it hits them, they dissipate. And uh, yeah, that is the end of Symbol's turn as these two shadow spikes miss. Kinda, I guess. Get a shield instead. Um, bringing us to Ellie. Yeah. Wherever she is. What do you want to do? Hiding. I'm yeah. gonna fire an arrow at him. All right. Uh, you have advantage. Okay. On your attack, as you materialize out of nowhere in the corner. Twenty-three is absolutely a hit. You also get a uh, sneak attack because you had advantage on the attack. Okay. How would you like to kill it? Well, um, let me say, how would you like to defeat it? Defeat it? I'd, I'd say the part that was slashed off by Aura, I, I realized that that's where the head was as well. Um, and I turned around and just aimed directly for the center of the head, kind of like a bullseye. Yeah, and you do, you bullseye straight at where between the eyes would be on this thing um, if they were not blinded. Um, it doesn't know it's coming. It has no idea. It can't see anything. Um, and this arrow <laughs> hits this thing straight dead center in the head. You see the uh, the tendrils which were kind of anchoring it um, just fall loose. The shadowy kind of magic which is sitting around it like a, like a mist almost um, or smoke um, vanishes a little bit and this kind of doll-like body um, just falls in a kind of crumpled mess in front of um, where you are, Aura. The um, 
the shadow's all gone. It just looks kind of like a doll, I guess, as uh, just falls over this strange kind of body. And again, it looks like a man now. You can see arms and legs. It looks kind of naked, but it has no genitalia. It doesn't have things like nipples or a mouth or nose, and now it doesn't have eyes. It's just got like a chunk missing off of its head laying there in front mm. of you. Can I kick it with my boot to see if it responds? You kick it, yeah, and it, it feels like you're kicking uh, a, a heavy doll, um, but it, it moves quite far. Like it, it, When you kick it, it moves a little too far. Um, like it's really light or something like that. Um, and it's just pushed across the ground. That's a little bit excessive. I had to make sure it was dead. Maybe don't hit things with your stick next time. Yeah, sorry about that. Just thought it would get out of the way. I didn't. <sighs> I didn't know it was going to attack us. Yeah, I didn't either. I pop up back next to Bo, and I just got like, like, kind of like a bloody shoulder, just like where where I got hit with the spike, and just like that, that didn't feel very good. Maybe we don't do that anymore. Oh boy! Yeah, is everyone all right? Yeah, no, Ellie's not looking so good. Can can I? Uh, well, let's just say I have a healing touch. Can I help you out? Uh, yeah, here, right here. And I like point, and there's like a hole right here, so around my collarbone, like right under it. Hey. Oh yeah, that looks very nasty. All right, let's see what I can do for you. Hmm. Six healing on a healing word. Um, how does it look when you do this healing magic? Well, first I get. You know, just a little closer over to Ellie. Not not too close. I, I don't want to, you know, uh, make her feel uncomfortable. All right. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to whisper a little something in your ear. Don't don't get creeped out. Okay? This is going to help you out. All right. Bums. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Bada boom. And just like that, she starts feeling a whole lot better. I guess it works, yeah. I mean, it, you, you, <laughs> like, it, you don't feel better, but for some reason, the skin is knitting back together. It's closing up the wound a little bit. I'm still just shaking my head. For at least I'm like, six healing. Kind of like wiping it's not some easy. blood. <laughs> I don't seem phased by it. Like, I've obviously been in combat before, but I'm just. Oh my god, never never one like you. No, never met one like you. Mm -mm. Well, that was very neat. I've never seen that before. <laughs> oh, thank you. Here we go. Or that might wake wake, wake up. Then I look yeah, over. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Let's let's get out of here. <laughs> it, okay, just, just just one second. And I slowly bend over to pick up my walking stick. Yes. Takes um, about like fifteen seconds for me to grab it and then slowly use it to get stand back up. The uh yeah, oh yeah, of course. You um <laughs> you do you each grab hands again or do you just walk into the Nope, pool? I just walk oh. into the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just in. walk into it. I'm not grabbing hands again. I, I like go. go out to hold hands and 
Oh, I see that nobody else is. Oh, oh, all right, all right. Yeah. Um. So who's first here? Ellie, just wanders in. Uh, I want to go after. Um, I want to go after Aura. Okay, Aura. Yeah, I, I just go first. Just walk in. Yeah. Yeah, I think as you step into this thing, it's like stepping into a jacuzzi. It's really weird. It does feel like water almost on your legs. Um, it's very warm. Um, the liquid feels very heavy. Um, doesn't feel exactly like water. It feels more like maybe if you're stepping into a huge bowl of paint or something like that. It's, it's very thick. Um, but it moves around your body and you step into it. You can feel a sensation like this thing is like pulling you into it in in a strange way, like a um, uh, like there's a sense of of some sort of magical energy beginning to to fire up as you step in. Um, I think everyone sees Aura step into it, but she doesn't just go in and just go down and sink. Um, you see her kind of like fold in on herself a little bit, like someone has taken. Um, uh, a corner of the edge of where she is and begun to fold her inwards um, for you or it would feel very differently but for everyone else watching she just kind of folds away and into this thing um, very quickly after she she steps on it almost instantly that looks very uncomfortable who was next Oh, I am. I keep walking. It doesn't do it phase well. me. I just keep going. Exactly the same feeling. The first couple of steps feels like you're stepping into something like like warm water. Um, to everyone else, you kind of fold in on yourself. For you, you just feel like you get kind of like um, dragged into this thing, like you're pulled into a kind of warp tunnel. And Would it be uh, similar to the dust feeling from earlier? Where I was like warped through? Um, I think for you, like you kind of, when, when the dust got you, the last thing you saw was the dust kind of close on you and then you were here. It was a very quick thing, like a dip to black and you were here. Um, there might've been a quick sense of kind of discombobulated vertigo as you kind of appear somewhere else. Um, I think this feels a little different. This feels a lot more like you're like dragged into the, um, into a portal here as it, it pulls Okay. Not just you physically, but like your soul and your energy into this thing, and you it it it's a very short process, but um, compared to the previous one, no, something else okay. brought you here. This thing is taking you out. Um, <laughs> Walk in and fake scream like it hurts. Okay, yeah, and then ah! you were gone <laughs> into the uh, into the uh, the god portal, and who would be next? I look over at Bo. Well, we can't. Ladies first. We can't let a few kids outdo us, can we? Nope. I hold out my hand. I take it. Let's go together. Let's do it. All right, I'm you guys. Walk in with Bo. Yeah. Oh, this same, water feels familiar. Same thing. <laughs> uh, you uh, you step into it once again. You feel mm. that strange energy, like um, the first few mm. steps, like you're stepping into um, just warm water, and then you're pulled into the god portal and taken somewhere else there's a moment um that passes as this room is uh is is empty we see this form again ahi the avatar of the gods the strange head-like form um lifts up out of the out of the ground and appears watching the pool floating once again it says may the race Begin. And symbol twitches on the ground. That is where we're going to end today's session. What? That was so awesome! Oh. That was so cool! 
Whoa! Thanks for playing, players. That was amazing. That You're was going amazing. Going now. You're going now. Everyone. And uh, everybody yeah. is so cool. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, that was a fun first session. Enjoyed oh, that. it was amazing. Okay. There we are. It has begun. Dying order. Um, it's a race. Am I winning? It is a race, and you are winning. Yeah, <laughs> technically. <laughs> technically, you're in the lead right now. Um, good luck. More and more to be revealed as the weeks come. Um, we'll do a, a quick round of shoutouts here, so that you can shout out your channels where people can find you during the week. We'll be back next week, same time. Which is uh, if you're watching on a VOD or you're watching on YouTube or something, or you're listening on one of the varying listening devices that those fangled kids have nowadays. What is that? An iPod Touch. Remember those? An iPod Nano. No. All right. I'm just old. The uh, the uh, the time this is on 9 p.m. UK time or 4 Eastern if you're in America, and you can translate that to wherever you are in the world on Sundays. Um. Let's do a quick round of shout-outs. We'll start with Pocket, because she's probably desperate to go back to bed, go and eat something greasy, and then go to I'm sleep. I'm just going to go watch TV and chill. <laughs> Ooh, what are you watching? Uh, NCIS. Just, you know, something really easy on the brain. Yep. Yeah, sorry for this. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm Pocket, P-O-K-K-E-T, and I like playing rogues. God, so, your like character one. is so fucking cool. I'm <laughs> LLP. I'm She's kind out. of an ass, but I no love her. Make up for it. Yeah, well, like the, killing some things. You have about forty-six crits. Episode one. The problem is though, you set you set like a standard now though that everyone expects you to hold. I know, and now I'm gonna start doing the opposite. It no. happens every role play for me where I do really great in the beginning, and then my character goes by. Yeah. <laughs> no more rules. Cool. So. It'll be you versus PB for lowest lowest rolls. Oh yeah. no, I'll, I'll probably win that one every time. As long as Bo has I rolled a two. Good. <laughs> we'll see. So. Uh, all right, so check out Pocket. Links in the description. There's also links in the uh, VOD descriptions and things. Um, and if you're listening on the podcast version, you you, you can also just go to tablestory.tv/slash/dying/order, and it has the link to the cast and all of their socials and stuff right there. Bam. Uh, That's what about dying hyphen order? My bad. Sorry. Dying hyphen order. Yep. I'm gonna change everything. Should change it. Yep. For next week. Um, what about Katie Peters plays? Where can people find you during the week? What do you do? Katie Peters plays. Um, on Twitch, I play a lot of scary games. We just finished playing Man of Medin. I don't actually know how to say it. Um, no one does. But it was a really good game. Um, oh. but. Yeah, so I play a lot of sci-fi and horror, and I played a tiefling for you today named Aura, and I'm excited to see where this is going to go. I didn't know it was going to be a race, Brad. Neither did I until I wrote it about an hour before we started. <gasps> Came up with everything about, probably about five minutes before we began. Um, yeah, I just didn't know what, I, I just had never done something like that before. It was like, that seems like a fun concept that's probably going to go horribly wrong as we go. Are we we'll going to have to kill that thing no matter what? That thing, he's gonna be your best friend by the end of it. You're gonna, you're gonna love that guy. Whoa! Oh no, um, he's gonna come back. He's gonna keep coming back. <laughs> Don't poke it next time. Uh, that thing's T1000. That thing, it just never stops. Um, 
Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, uh, Disby Arix? Where can people find oh. you during the week? What do you do? You can find me streaming on Twitch playing uh, mostly roleplay stuff. Uh, I like to make silly voices and stuff for my characters. I like to play horror games too. Um, I cannot wait to play Man of, I think it's Midden or Madon. I'm not really too sure how to pronounce it either, but looking forward to play that one as well. And yeah, that, that's, that's about it. I, I, I'm so excited to be a part of this campaign and looking forward to role-playing with you all again. Can you see through the glasses? Oh yeah, I can. I'm actually wearing both my glasses. <laughs> that's what I do as well. When I put, when I put sunglasses on for some reason, yeah. I do this. And I'm like, haha, fooled the system. Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10, oh, trickage. Cheats. Uh, yeah, easy. Uh, all right, there you go. This be Arix. Um, last but not least, returning player, Pumpkinberry. Back once Hello. again. Are you prepared to spend another whole campaign <laughs> with me? Yes. Okay. Yes. Today was fucking awesome. I'm glad it, you enjoyed it. It was, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, also, I'm shipping literally everyone's character right now. Everyone with everyone? With everybody, yes. I love everyone so much. Oh, and his um, arm. That fucking buster sword. Holy shit. Um, there, there was a lot that happened, a lot to digest. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm PB. You can find me um, on my channel doing things. I also like horror games. I fell out of my chair on Friday playing Blair Witch. Oh. It hurt. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I'm also here a couple of times a week as well. Uh, I will be back on Monday and also on Wednesday where I GM a uh, horror show about a crew stuck in a time loop and Katie's in that one. Insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. well, there you go. Uh, on Friday. God, I'm here too much. You are. You're out of the campaign as of next week. Um, there's everybody. <laughs> This is your crew for the next 100 years as they uh, travel around the world of Lacrin on this race, heading towards whichever gates they want to head towards to charge their things and do stuff with them to try and give the world a chance. That's all you're really doing. That's what's hysterical, is that you're just trying to give the humans or, you know, mortals a chance to go to war, to win. Um, you're it. Oh boy. This is it. You are the ones. Um, we'll see if they do it in the coming weeks. Place we your probably bets. probably won't. Remember, <laughs> oh. <laughs> remember to follow everyone. Go and find their Twitch channels. Give them a follow. Question them throughout the week. And, uh, if you want to, um, discuss the campaign with other people, there are lots of people. We tend to refer to them as the Inquisition. Um, on the Discord, there are people that like to pull apart all the things and stuff that is put in the campaign there's always good conversations going on on the table story discord it's awesome we have an amazing community and uh yes please join us also my cat's name is pumpkin sorry is. people were asking yeah oh, cutie uh, i'm so much <laughs> we'll be back next week with more dying order thank you for watching our uh, premiere episode here episode one as of now it's just over to you lot I feel like I did a lot of speaking today and I'm just gonna just let you wander around. Where did you pick to go? Dustvale. Dustvale. Yeah. Dustvale yeah. season two. All right, Dustvale season two. There. Um, it is, 
Nah, you'll be fine. I'm sure it's only a scorching hot desert that's incredibly difficult to survive in with one of the hardest guardians out of all of the guardians that guard the gates. Sorry, didn't I mention the guardians that guard no. the gates that you have to defeat? Well, you'll find out, won't you? In character oh next time. Probably not next time. you got to get there first. See you next week, next Sunday. Sundays belong to us now. Peace. Peace out, boys. Thanks for watching. Bye. Appreciate you all.